we all like uncool a very bravo podcast i'm elizabeth and i'm joined by my majestic friend and co-host mr alex Morand. hi alex call me maybelline because i'm born with it nice thank you <laughs> Uh, and that you know how you're doing my your little adjectives for me alphabetically. Yes, Maybelline would have worked perfectly this week. This for is M. my Maybelline co-host and friend, Alex. Yeah, that sounded great. It rolls right off. <laughs> really the phonetically tongue. pleasing. We're also joined by my lovely sister and our co-host, Miss Julia Baker. Hi, Jules. I'm naturally sweet, but so much better with sugar added. Whoa. I've been trying not to eat as much sugar. So then I add sugar and I'm in so much better mood. So you're welcome, world, because I cannot handle being sugar free. Thank you. Finally, we'll have a smooth record this time. <laughs> yeah, no tantrums like last yeah, time. Yeah, no temper tantrums. I don't even need a shaman to keep my temper tantrums <laughs> in check. I just need a little sugar. You think with all the donuts that Deandra eats that she wouldn't have so many freakouts. <laughs> or one of those shots. Jeez Louise. Your tagline sounds like an improvement on Teresa's nonsense tagline in Jersey. They say it's never too late to start over. I say starting over never tasted so good. Yeah, it's nonsense. <laughs> Sometimes I like hear the taglines for the first time, I feel like. This week on Jersey, one of them, I want to say it's Jackie, has be cut from a different cloth. I may be cut from a different cloth, but it's top quality fabric. It's really weird. She doesn't have a fabric store. It's not like she's Jill Zarin. So my least favorite one is Jennifer's. Whoever says money can't buy happiness clearly doesn't have my credit limit. That one just shows that She's not happy. the producers <laughs> wrote them for them. I feel like these girls did not show up with their homework done. These were copy and paste. Um, Margaret's really shows that with her delivery, which is my favorite. Um, I'm going to do it in my Margaret voice. I renovate, elevate, and sometimes I instigate. And she says instigate with the craziest voice. I instigate. <laughs> I think any of them, aside from Teresa, maybe, hers is kind of specific to her. Any of them could just, like, switch with each other, and it wouldn't make a difference. All right. Well, speaking of taglines, my tagline was also copy and paste generic uh, Bravo producer tagline material for this week. Easy come, easy go. No matter the gossip, I'm in the know. Oh, cute. Oh, it yeah. That, yeah. You, should, you, could, you could probably sell that to them. Elizabeth, if you were a housewife and I heard your tagline, yes. I would say that mm-hmm. you were a one-season wonder. Oh, Julia. Because easy come, easy go. But, but, but oh, yep. the other Sorry, you doomed yourself. Come, easy go. Not me. The other housewife. Nope. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Nope, you doomed yourself. No. Well, are you guys ready for Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. All right, kind of a slow episode of Atlanta. And again, we are talking about Bolo. I think every Bravo viewer and most of the cast is so over talking about this. I got to ask, what is going on with Marlo? Marlo in the middle? (laughs) Yeah, Marlo in the middle. I'm having a hard time figuring out why she specifically is so obsessed with finding out if Portia fucked Bolo. Alex, I have a theory, but... It's based on, like, reality, not what her storyline is. Oh, so you got some outside scoop? 
No, no outside scoop. Just things I've made up in my little noodle. So not reality. You're whatever this fantasy world is. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I don't have a source. This is just what okay. I think. I think that Marlo is friends with Portia, and Marlo wants the hot gossip like we all like to have, and she's mad that her friend isn't telling her the hot gossip, so it's really about Marlo wants to know because fun gossip, and then also she feels like, well, why isn't Portia telling me? But she's making it this whole telling the truth thing because you can't say those oh, two things. so assisting her in like her, her quest to see if she should be friends with Portia or Kenya, like who will be the most real with her. Is that what you're? I don't at? even think it goes that deep. I think she wants to be friends with both of them, but she's mad that her friend didn't tell her the hot goss. It's just upsetting. She ruined Big Frida's dinner. That was so horrible. Big Frida was like, "Get me out of here." Who would do that to Big Frida? I'm getting it to I've go been back. Watching a lot of recently. She's on the HBO show Treme. That takes place in New Orleans. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> so it, it deeply offended me. So she really is a celebrity. She's big time there, yeah. This is my Marlo in the middle idea. And it's based off something Candy and or Cynthia told us. And that is this has to be something bigger. Something's going on with Marlo. And she does have custody of her niece and nephew. And she did hurt her back recently taking care of them. I think her mm. life is just stressful and I think that she herself is having some personal at home hardships. Yes, some misplaced confused emotions on her end, which would also explain why she herself is confused by herself. She says, I'm confused how I'm in the middle of this at one point in this episode. <laughs> As I was thinking, why are you in the middle of this? <laughs> She was so funny in that scene, though, where she's taking the photo of everyone with Big Frida. And she's Come like, on, fakers. Oh, fakers, take it for the gram, you fake bitches. My favorite part of that whole dinner is when she storms out the wrong way and then has to come back and instead of like sneaking back through, she comes in with oh, yeah, like, I went the wrong way, bitches. Your asses are still fake. Ah, <laughs> oh, Marlo, she's my favorite non-peached housewife because... Even when she's having the worst trip ever, she's still amazing to watch. She oh, brings it. I think that Marlo has given us more than Drew. I, I'm still like very like eh, on Drew. And then the rumor is Latoya forever no more. Bravo Shade Room posted a screenshot. You know, it's like an infographic saying Latoya is not returning to Real Housewives of Atlanta. And their caption is, at LaToya Forever is not returning to Real Housewives of Atlanta. I do hope she reconsiders, comma, don't let the devil win. Sad emoji. The devil being Drew? Who's the devil in this context? To which LaToya comments, yes, God won't he do it. Little, like, woo, hands. And then a prayer emoji. I don't know what that means. Yes, God won't he do it. The God won't let the devil yes, win? Yes, God, won't he do it? Yeah. Don't let the devil win. Yeah. So is she returning? Yes or no? Why did she just write, yeah, I'm coming back? This <laughs> <laughs> feels awful. Well, she creepy. can't be that clear. There's the politics of the TV industry. I mean, you know, she can't be that clear about it. All right. What did we think about Blaze, steak, and seafood? I hope LeBron doesn't sue Candy. <laughs> LeBron James, he owns some shares in Blaze Pizza, from what I remember. My mind immediately went to Blaze Pizza when they when they said they were going to Blaze. I was like, huh? <laughs> They're going to like a make your own pizza place. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm sure Candy has a lawyer. I'm sure there's so many places called Blaze in the world. Yeah. Now, Candy has her new movie coming out, like, next week, right? Oh, yeah, we're going to watch it. Envy. We visited the set this week. We saw Clifton Powell from the movie Ray with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. That was very exciting. You're a huge fan of Clifton Powell, Elizabeth. I love him. He gave some very, uh, I don't want to be on reality TV advice, which was like, Memorize your lines. Bye. <laughs> so uncomfortable. This is it, reality television. And she was just hearts in her eyes. So excited. All right. Any final thoughts? Some good coverage of uh, Hurricane Zeta. Yeah. Good to remind people that that happened. A lot of people weren't aware of it, given everything that was going on in the world last year. So that shit happens all the time. Being in a hotel with zero power is terrifying. And I do feel bad for Drew. She put a lot of effort into the trip and... It was arguably one of the worst housewife trips ever. To no fault of her own, the weather sucked. Well, Julia, sometimes parades need to be rained on. That is true. But even without the hurricane, I feel like the trip was already ruined before that. I can't imagine, like, what excursions they would have gone on after. Portia left. Candy left. Like, all the fun people. I mean, let's just But we were given amazing advice from Big Frida, and that was to keep it cute and classy. There's no way these girls will do that. No, but even Frida was like, why are you involved in this? Why do you care? Big Frida, I have a question. If I have a friend named Schmorsha, and she may or may not have had sex with a stripper named, I don't know, Rolo, and she didn't tell Everyone knows what she's talking about. But then Portia's like, wait, are you talking about me? Which was even funnier that she didn't pick up on it immediately. You guys ready for some Dallas? Yeehaw. Yeehaw. So here we are. Our Dallas girls are now in Oklahoma. Julia? Oklahoma. The girls hunt Bigfoot, which leads us to the most bizarre conflict I have seen on a housewife show. Oh, you mean the drama of a Bravo episode being about someone being rude to a Bigfoot hunter? (laughs) Yes. As Carrie finishes enjoying her hot dog, she takes it upon herself to mercilessly bully a hunter because he kills animals and she likes animals as she's like finishing her hot dog. They're not going hunting, Carrie. You're hunting Bigfoot. I don't know if she like was just so hammered she couldn't put those two things together. Well, they they did make a big to-do and not just her made a big to-do about um, like the, the method of which he hunts turkeys, how he does it at night when they're typically going home to roost and therefore is like killing like the family. So a couple of people were like rubbed the wrong way, but Carrie had pro- was probably just drunk enough to like feed off that energy and totally go after the guy to the point where she says he has a little pee-pee. <laughs> she says that and then also go, do you get a boner when you kill things? <laughs> oh, yeah, do you get hard? I had to Ew. rewind that actually because I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and his yeah, response is he just gets a chubby. Did he say that? I missed that actually. He said that? Close, but not quite, is his direct quote. Which, chubby. I, I gotta give him the benefit of the doubt and that he just misunderstood what she was saying. I That's think he's a trying to get her response. to shut up. Like, go away. <laughs> what boggled my mind is Charles, who is convincing everybody he speaks to that he has seen Bigfoot, is offended by Carrie. Like, you kind of feel like with that on the table, you should yeah. be able to handle whatever you have you coming got a thick at skin, you. Which I guess, you, so you're saying that maybe he did in fact see Bigfoot. It was absolutely horrifying to watch Charles and all the other girls try to get a machete 
out of drunk Carrie's hands. I think everybody's had a moment where you're with a friend who is hammered, they're not listening to you, and they're doing something they deem as funny that is, like, super dangerous, and it's not fun anymore, and they're having a great time. She did this with the fire a couple episodes ago, when she was chasing Tiffany with the fire. <laughs> yeah, this this episode made me really not like Carrie. But then when she cries and says sorry to everybody, she totally uh, redeemed herself for me. Something we learned is the technique of tree knocking, which I didn't really understand what that was. And they were saying, like, how are you going to go hunt Bigfoot? We're going to do some tree knocking. I'm like, oh, cool. What is that? Turns out it's knocking on a tree. I don't know why I thought it was something bigger than this, but that was super disappointing for me. Do you think, and again, this is in the preview, and I don't want to talk about the preview too much, but do you think Charles really wants an apology from Carrie? No, I think Stephanie is forcing him. It's like a forced like redemption on behalf of like her and her I friends. Think so I think so too. No, but she said Charles called me and asked, "What did I do wrong?" But then I just say my crazy friend, drunk friend, was being crazy and drunk. Like I don't think that he would be like, "I need to come over and get an apology." For Why her. is Charles so sappy? He's a sensitive guy, sensitive little Bigfoot hunter, Julia. He's a sensitive boy. Because people have just been so mean to him his whole life for something he didn't choose to see Bigfoot. It just happened to him. Just like Brandy doesn't choose to connect with spirits. Uh. <laughs> All right. Street thought roundup. I have quite a few. Um, number one, Stephanie was spray painting toilets for a game minutes before they were going to play that game. Making me think there's going to be silver spray paint all over these housewives. I hope so. Straight thought number two. Cam reveals to us that Louis Vuitton, the dog, died when he was 17. Yorkies only live 13 to 20 years. So, like, I thought this was a murder, and now I'm thinking it might have been, like, an assisted suicide. That's an old Yorkie. (laughs) Yeah, it's not so much the tragedy she's been hyping it up to be. And Louis lives on as a ghost that she's aware of and is around the house, so. Third straight thought. If you are sleeping in a house, you're not camping. Yes. Mm -hmm. And... My fourth and final stray thought, not only can Stephanie not name the seven wonders of the world, but in her attempt to name them, she listed Noah's Ark as one of them. I loved that. The Leaning Tower of Pisa. (laughs) Another funny Stephanie thing is that she kept the engine on the RV when she was refueling. And was like, I didn't know you weren't supposed to do that. Has she not refueled any like vehicle ever? <laughs> you always turn your car off. If anything, so it doesn't drive away, but also so you don't kill anyone. Oh, bravo, Tiffany. You are now a girl in the gang. She was super fun. Wore two umbrella hats. Okay, could she have worn a baseball hat and a sun long sleeve shirt that did the exact same thing and looked way less ridiculous? Yes. That would have been inauthentic to Tiffany. I know, and I kind of like that this is who she is. Like, she's sure of herself, and she's having a good time. So, And they all accept it now. Yeah, we all, we love it. She's now somehow on Cam's level. They say, oh, the two high-maintenance ones get to room together. That's, that's like, where she's living now. How on earth are Cam and Tiffany considered high-maintenance, and Deandra (laughs) in her suitcase of pills is not, and and Carrie, who has to be, like, taken away from certain events? I would argue that Brandy's the most high-maintenance one, because you have to kid-glove her feelings constantly. Oh, yeah, she needs to be coddled constantly. Not to these ladies. It's all Cam. All right, we ready for some Joyzy? 
All right, you guys. This week on New Jersey, we had some interesting things happen, but I really want to uh, start out with not stray thoughts, but stray quotes from our housewives. When ordering appetizers, Teresa makes sure that they order not calamari, but octopusy. Not octopus, octopusy. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, Jennifer tells Margaret that she would never let somebody treat her derogatory like that. So close. <laughs> and then my last one isn't really a mix-up. Well, I guess it is. Joe Gorga is bragging to the other guys about his top secret prank, and he calls changing the name in his contacts as reprogramming his phone. <laughs> Not just clicking the edit button. So those are my fun little huh of Jersey. I got a fun huh uh, Jersey quote. It's when Joe Gorga says to Joe B, you know, with you and Marge, it's like... You wear the G-string and she wears the pants. He's so specific about it being a G-string. Also, and the guys said, love you wear the G-string and she wears the jeans. And then it would have rhymed. Or alliteration. Be specific with both if you're going to be specific at all. <laughs> now, Julia, you had some stray observations this episode, but they were more of weird notices. Yeah, Mr. Evan, the man who has been accused of cheating... Came to this trip late, left this trip early, and the few things we heard him say were concerning at best. One was when the octopus was delivered, he asks, how's the puss tonight? Not horrible, but a little odd given the fact that we are led to believe that he has sampled some puss. As of late. Mm, mm -hmm. Secondly, they're talking about his travels and how he's picked up languages from the plethora of women that he's dated. But before, of course, he was married. And he says he only goes to Argentina now to visit his children. And then goes, oh, I'm just joking. To which everybody else goes, ah, ha, 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 except for And if his I wife. were a man who has been accused of cheating on my wife, and I show up for less than 24 hours to a trip, I would try to lay off the player talk. I'm surprised, like, after that, it didn't cut to Teresa talking head being like, see, I told ya. Because it is just so weird. It's so clear that, like, he should not be joking about that stuff right now. But the thing about Teresa is she does think that octopus is called octopussy, so she probably didn't notice that he had called him. Nothing weird here. Her next shirt's gonna be octopusy on it. It's gonna be her with her lemons and all of her weird jokes about it. I want someone to suck on my lemons. And I took to heart really what Dolores said about like really paying attention to red flags. And I look at Evan and I think red flag. This group also has a very weird dynamic where we are well, midway through the season, let's say. And then the big hot issue so far has been rumors about cheating. And in the last three-ish episodes, we have had not one, but two pranks involving cheating that I guess were fine. Um, both pranks by the two people that are in the same relationship, though. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just kind of felt really weird that this is clearly a sensitive topic. Not only is the husband joking about, but, like, everybody else at the table is trying to do gotcha moments involving cheating. 
as jokes. It's like weird. It's a weird way to test how like hot they still are for each other, as one of them puts it in this episode. Yeah, it's nice to know that she still has that fire for me. I love that jealousy. Just letting you know, uh, we just had sex. So just letting you guys know. Just letting you guys know. Where Thanks, did they Corgan. have sex though? Because she cuts him off. He said in the back. Are they talking about in the back of the in boat? In Kyle and Amanda's bed. Yes. <laughs> Kyle and Amanda's bathroom. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Speaking of Melissa and Joe Gorga, I think that whole fight was BS. I think it was for the cameras. I think it was a fake plot point. I think I mostly agree, but if if it is real, I do think there's something to be said for how sensitive a person Joe Gorga is that I could see him getting upset Mm -hmm. about that. It did feel forced, though. The setup of it felt forced that he was mad because she left him waiting. But again, he as what we've seen so far, he's a very emotional man. Who seems to like lose his temper very quickly and it really does like feels mistreated and disrespected most of the time. <laughs> so this could have been just like the thing the like the little thing that made him snap if it's real. And I hate it. I'm having to say this, but the problem is Melissa is too successful. That's the problem. Too successful at what? Also, I think you just have to look at Teresa and look at Joe and realize, yeah. It fits. They're definitely siblings. They're from the same family. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm, mean mm-hmm. Joe Gorga and Joe Gorga in a wig, Teresa? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're the same and person. And their parents, the swans. I love how at one point the parent swans were three swans, and then later in the episode, it was just one Yeah, swan. they're like, hey, it's mom and dad. <laughs> Both times. Hey, you know what? Speaking of the lovely service that they had, um, I do have to give Jersey props that they did not release lanterns. They did not release balloons. They just dumped rose petals in the little canal. Thank you for not killing the wildlife. Yeah, the shore seems like a very clean place. (laughs) They would never do that there. So thanks for being environmentally friendly, Jersey. Never thought I would say that. What did you guys think about Jennifer calling Margaret's Me Too moment with her boss that she was sexing it up and saying, it's not a Me Too because you wanted it. Oh yeah, that she was interested. I think that's horrible. That sucks. I honestly think that Jennifer, the first time she brought this up, she was very drunk and now she's trying to rebrand it and give herself a way out. I think that was an apology (laughs) in Jennifer's mind. (laughs) Wow. That's some fucked up psychology. (laughs) You're making up for like how you behaved. So you're going to play it up in like a reality TV way. Wow. I mean, insane, but I think Julia is 100% right. Yep, I think so. Any final thoughts? This episode Jersey had the longest Bravo ordering scene I've ever seen. When they arrive at the restaurant where they order the octopusy, that Mm. lasts like a minute and a half because they're both at different tables, the men and the women. We watch them order every one of their drinks and all of their dishes, and I loved it. I lo- You know those are my favorite scenes. I like so, that Bravo thank you, thinks, Jersey. what do the viewers need? They need to know that Margaret is going to order a Diet Coke. They need It helps to know establish that. their personalities. All right, you guys ready for some Summer House? Yeah. This week on Summer House, not since the arrival of Daenerys and her dragons in Westeros on Game of Thrones has there been such anticipation for an event in TV as Dez's arrival at the Summer House. Julia and Elizabeth, did it live up to the hype? Well, Alex, much like Game of Thrones, this turned out to be a fucking disaster. <laughs> as oh in my. they fucked 
every single room of the house. Yeah, I didn't need to see the the fucking tour. That was a little much for me as they scamper from room to room. I found it fascinating. <laughs> I needed to see it. I am worried about Des because, like, after four hours, aren't you supposed to call your doctor? That mask did not raise itself. No, no issues getting a little helping hand from the little blue pill. That's okay. Yeah, Hannah's got UTI written all over her at this point. It's not good for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, because they probably fucked in the pool, too. Do you agree or disagree? Hannah's sex noise is unbelievably fake. She is so weird to me. <laughs> I think they're real. I really think they're real. Just because she's a weirdo? Uh, everything about her reads not genuine to me, so I think so, that that's real. Okay. <laughs> Julia is in deep thought. <laughs> no, I think she enjoys the sound of her own voice, and so she's helping herself out. That's part of it for her. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too, Julia. It's a performance for the house. She wants the house to know, but it's also for her. It's real. Real, though is the thing like it's perf- maybe she knows everyone can hear it but that's helping that's making it better for her they clearly want people to know what they're doing they report back on every activity i yeah. cannot believe they said that the thing about them doing it in kyle and amanda's bathroom that was so gross and then okay des had a couple like what moments when he jokes with hannah should i jack off on kyle's pillow or whatever on his side of the bed horrifying and then telling a whole table hours after you met them that you had sex with your girlfriend their friend on the second date doggy style with their masks on because it was covid restrictions like really weird details like making you gotta remember he's a comedian Mm -hmm. and his form of comedy is is shock factor it's not necessarily like funny me and elizabeth yeah we saw his stand-up we watched some clips. oh yeah alex and i did a deep dive we watched some stand-up and we went oh the whole oh, time we also yep. watched hannah's stand-up which is about the same yeah they yeah. are perfect for each other i don't think they're gonna get married there's no way this is actually Ooh, happening they're gonna be broken up before the next season of summer house airs you heard it here first don't you want Des to be a main cast member, though? No, because I couldn't <laughs> I watch. Do. I literally could not look at the screen. I had to do something else. I have never felt so physically, like, revolted by something. And I love trash TV. I love watching awkward moments. I couldn't handle him. And I don't know why. He just is so creepy to me. Do you think he's at Winter House? <gasps> Uh-oh. Oh, him and Austin together? Oh. Elizabeth, here, here's my thing about why I want him to stay on. More so than most of these Bravo shows, I like it when this cast is getting along. I kind of just like, like watching them have fun and mm-hmm. hanging out. Yeah. And he would be a great united front for them to like oppose. He'd be a great like figure for all of them to <sighs> dislike know, together. Right. And we have had like a female-dominated cast, and I feel like it's nice to have like an even number, and because Stravi and Robert together may make half a person, I feel like yes. you need like a full personality on there. I felt really bad for Danielle because maybe it's with the contrast of Hannah and Des not being able to keep their hands off each other. Danielle and Robert had no chemistry. I don't know. Is he just so nervous with the cameras there? I'm hoping that's it. That kind of seemed like the vibe to me is he was like, oh my gosh, I'm mic'd up. I'm, there's all these cameras. There are cameramen in here with like a boom in my face. That would freak me out. I don't think I would be my best self. It was like watching a bad first date. It was so hard. 
And I love her, and I think she's absolutely gorgeous. And I thought, him? Yeah. Mm. I know. He's, he's got to pump up the personality. He mansplained Caterpillar suicide to her. Yeah. Th- thanks for that, Robert. I know that the Caterpillars aren't taking their life into their own hands. They're falling into the pool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of adding men to the cast, what did we think of Stravi's grand gesture winning him Lindsay's heart? I love that he said that it's been in the works for a little bit. What, you went yes. to Michael's and bought all their tea lights? How long is works? Like 40 that was a lot of tea planning. lights. He may have had to have gone to two Michaels. Also, he Ubered there. Holy shit. What do you think that Uber costs? Like $300? This is going to be depressing. So prepare yourselves. But I think he put more effort into the anniversary slash birthday for Lindsay than he did for the grand gesture. 100% he did, which makes it even weirder that she's like so taken by this gesture. I was going to say the exact same thing because we were saying, oh my gosh, he did bare minimum. We were giving all these ideas of what he could have done just to step it up that little bit. But then this is what wins her back. So I guess mediocrity is just fine. This whole house would absolutely help him out with something. Like they would, yeah. like in the way that like they all played like roles during Kyle's like birthday dinner, they would be down they to like do that doing for him. That kind of stuff, yeah, they're bored. But he just goes for like the easiest shit he can do, and, and he was so works. unprepared that he didn't even know that they weren't gonna be there at the house. So supposedly he was in contact with Kyle. Yeah, yeah, that didn't no. track for me. That didn't make sense. No. I was worried that I was going to get mad at Amanda, my love, in this episode because she was like, well, he's kind of taking away from my anniversary. But it's like, it's your anniversary, not Lindsay's. But then she said, I'm just too tired. I know that I don't really think that. I just need to cry. So I I appreciate it. Good, Amanda. Good. I'm glad that you're self-aware. I, I also am in love with her, I think. Maybe just compared to everyone else, but... And it's, she's refreshing to have Sierra as well. I love that Sierra, under her breath, was like, this is the grand gesture that it takes to get Lindsay back? Okay. But this is the problem, Lindsay. This is exactly where you were before. He does grand gestures to get you, and then he stops trying. So we're exactly where we left off. Yep. And this is going to happen again when they like break up again. That's yeah. the next time this is going to happen. Which poor Carl is like terrified of. Do you think Sierra and Carl have chemistry? Or do you think I just want this so bad for them? I'm hallucinating it. I don't know, because a lot of their interactions are just like him helping her out with something and her saying thank you. But it's so it's cutesy. kind of hard to tell. It's flirty. It's cutesy, yeah. To me, maybe it's just what we're being shown, but I kind of feel like it's them playing house and I'm enjoying it. Ooh, I can watch hmm. them play house. I would say I think they do have real chemistry because last episode when we watched them, you know, hop around America, bar hop. They had chemistry. They were pretending to be in the club and she was asking him about being Amish. That was cute. And But this episode, yeah, Julie, I kind of felt the same thing. Like, oh, I guess that's over. Speaking of relationships, my favorite part of the episode was about someone who was maybe more excited about Stravi returning than Lindsay. Our guy Luke. It has the strangest the laugh hell? I've ever heard when he's like even just thinking about Stravi. He goes like, ah, 
thing. And he's like, oh, I just love having him around, man. He's We have such a great time. And it flashes back to them talking to each other. And it's the most strained, awkward, like silent conversation ever. It takes place over the course of like 20 minutes. And then it cuts back to them like in real time and him being like, yeah, I just love that guy. We have a great time together. And how did that talking head end, Alex? He said, I love that guy. We have a great time together, which is why I slept with Lindsay. Ha ha. Cut. That was a joke. It was a joke. Oh, it didn't seem like one, though. He he tries to make jokes a lot of the time, and his delivery is just always bad, and it sounds like he's just saying something okay. true. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like if I had been accused of something, I would lay low. Well, like I said last time, Luke likes people... He likes the mystery of it. He likes people thinking that it might have happened. True. In case we'd forgotten, he reminded us then. Yes. That he could have any woman he wants. Except for all the women in the summer house. I have one final thought. Uh, did not realize that Paige and Perry have been together for two years. I assumed that this had been like a four-month relationship that was just fizzling out. It's kind of a lot sadder. Um, that- Perry does not want to be on our television. No. No, he does not. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts are our theory that um, Hannah wants to fuck Kyle, sort of confirmed by 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah, by Kyle commenting that Des is like an older version of him, looks like an older version of um, him. Also, the fact that she wanted to have sex in Kyle's bedroom. Yeah. She was doing Kyle cosplay and sex. And he did too. He also wants to fuck Kyle. Because he loves himself. All right, you guys ready for awards? Yes. Yes. All right, I'm going to kick us off with uh, my award, which is the Teresa Rumor Has It Award, named after Teresa from New Jersey, who has started a rumor that has carried us throughout this whole season, um, and now I guess it's over. But I award this to Madison and Whitney of Southern Charm. Rumor has it that they were seen making out somewhere, and, of course, the internet is a buzz. Patricia, Whitney's mom, says, no, it didn't happen. But she's also denied Whitney making out with other people we know he's made out with. So, there we go. Also, Patricia likes Madison. So, I mm. feel like she... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's true. Patricia may have turned on Madison. <gasps> because the former thing Patricia's denied was Catherine, right? Yeah, that, that was the other person. Catherine? Yes. Which is odd because it was shown in season one of Southern no, Charm. They said it this season. Well, because they sleep together like in the like when they're not shooting like every year. <laughs> oh gosh! All right, Alex, how about your award? My award is named after uh, someone from one of the episodes this week. For someone from one of the episodes this week, mm. it's confusing, but bear with me. My award is called the Big Frida Award. Uh, in honor of a disrespected guest. Yes. And that happened this week. Big Frida was a great guest. Disrespected. So the Big Frida Award goes to Charles the Bigfoot Hunter. Aww. Now, it took me a while to figure out who to name this award after. Because I kind of, I feel like I'm going to be using it again. The Big Frida Award sounds better than the Charles the Bigfoot Hunter Award. Yeah. For this specific thing, correct? Yes. Correct. And okay, Big agree. Frida had the potential to being such a fun episode, and she just did not get her chime to shine. Good choice, Alex. Good choice. Thank you. Julia? My award is the Westcott Academy Award. As we know, Cameron decided to do the Westcott Academy, where she taught her kids survival skills, like how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I am awarding the Westcott Academy Award to actually Cameron, <gasps> because I think that she has picked up a skill 
that is going to help her survive her coming years. And that is that she was able to detect that Charles, as well as Darren, are odd. (laughs) Which is good. Like, keep your distance and you'll be okay. Now, the only issue is that she decided what made them weird was their hair. But she got there, and for that, I think she'll be able to survive. So congratulations, Cameron, on the Westcott Academy Award. So, Julia, are you saying when it comes to Cameron, it's the destination, not the journey on how you reach the right point? Exactly. As long as she knew where to stay away, as long as she doesn't get into the white van, we are okay. I, I Very true, very true. It's not great when Cameron's looking like the smartest one out of the bunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, because she's usually the high-maintenance one. <laughs> yep. All right, well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Hey, yeah, you know, call me whenever I'm always able to do one of these things. All right, maybe next week then. Able to join whenever. Oh, that'd be crazy. All right, thank you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at Like Uncool Podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.